Hey everyone, this is Austin Schur here with We Write About Music, and today I am speaking with George Wakerly, who is much better known as Confidential. He has just released a seriously fantastic record called The Search For, and I am beyond excited to talk to him all about it. George, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, uh, it's a real You're pleasure. Very welcome. You mentioned you were in the UK before we started recording, but where specifically? Yeah, I'm in Brighton, so I'm right on the south coast. Uh, we're called London by the Sea. Nice. How's life over there at the moment? You, you know what? It's been okay, thanks. Um, the weather, typical UK, rains a lot here. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm very, yeah. very envious of you being in sunny California. Sunny totally. California. Well, you know, we did have about ten minutes of rain yesterday, so <laughs> just, just ten minutes. Just I'm ten not minutes. even joking. I'm not even joking. Like ten minutes, <laughs> rain, and then it stopped, and then it was pretty nice out. But uh, enough about the weather. I got to talk about this record. It is wonderful from start to finish. And normally, you know, I want to know what it's about lyrically, but it's you know not really a lyric filled record. It's more in instrumental and more atmospheric and just filled with great vibes so in terms of sound and style does it mean anything to you like I want to know what it's about yeah I mean it's a hugely emotional album for me. yeah um, I mean the, the title the search for is to do with for me <laughs> right. um, searching for for identity was a big thing for me so I um, I quit a band that I've been in for about five years back in 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah, at that, that kind of moment, I lost my identity, really, because all I'd been doing um, for, for a number of years was was playing in bands, and specifically that band for five years. And so I just basically sort of had nothing really left in my life outside of, outside of family, of course, to sort of do, really. Um, music was all I'd really focused on in my, in my kind of professional side of things let's call it sure and um that led to a lot of kind of depression and and sort of bad just <laughs> really bad vibes and bad times no i understand and, have you always been more on like the producer production side of things or like what was your role in your previous band if you don't mind me asking yeah i, I was the i was a guitarist but then i sort of expanded oh. my own role because i was one of the founding members to be more of a songwriter and producer as well as the guitarist so i, I was writing a lot of the uh, making a lot of the beats and then I was sure. um, uh, doing a lot of production work and then management side of things as well when we were fully independent um, okay. kind of you know getting securing gigs and um, all that kind of stuff um, so transitioning into being a solo artist was quite easy really because I it was stuff that I'd already been doing anyways just just not the vocals you know I don't sure I, sure I didn't do the I didn't do the vocal stuff in my band so I, I'm not doing it now and um, it's been yeah relatively smooth, but I never really intended it for it to be to be this way. I'd always wanted to do the band thing, but um, yeah, that that was kind of what the the, the whole um, premise of the record was was for me was that search for identity. And I know that people often you know spend their entire lives searching for something you know whether it be love or meaning or yeah, um, uh, you know their their career whatever it may be, and so. For me, it was kind of that representation of you, you know you're you're looking for something, and um, for me, yeah, it was identity, which related to um, depression, for me, and um, a lot of the the beats kind of symbolised times in my life where I might have been feeling, you know, whether I was feeling emotionally great or bad or having um, kind of you know issues, whatever it might might be, and. Um, I wanted it to be kind of that experience of what it's like to live with depression. So it's quite jarring in places where you have like these huge highs and then uh, like these crash crashes to like low points. 
as well, um, which I, I really wanted to get across there. So it was a really, really emotional process for me to get this record done. Totally. And like you, you very obviously threw yourself into this because I mean, most, most records are in the 10 to 12 song range. You've got 35 wonderful <laughs> songs here that it's over an hour. And I, I just think like in the current climate of the music industry, it's all about like, I'll, okay, I'll put out a single a month and then I'll end it with an, you know, a four or five song EP or something, but you just went all in and you really put it all out there. And I, I like that. I like that. You're like, no, I don't need to play by the rules here. Like this is <laughs> me. This is the message. And you kind of, you know, I don't know you. This is the first time we're speaking, but you come off to me like someone who just never stops creating. And although you've got 35 songs out, there's probably a hell of a lot more in the demo stage that'll see the light of day soon. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to be uh, to eventually get um, well known enough that I'll be able to just like drop a load of B sides. That'll be amazing. And people yeah. having having some demand for that. That'd be so cool. I, right. I've always wanted that with artists yeah, like um, one of my favorite artists, a guy called Black, and he's okay. got all these B sides that I know that he's done because I've seen his <laughs> old like Vine videos and sure, YouTube sure. videos of him. These songs that I've like, never seen a light of day, and I'm like, these are really good. I really yeah. want to like hear them in like full production. No, so, man, I get yeah. it. Yeah, so Ricardo, if you're listening, do please release them. <laughs> if you use it, yeah, right, you're off chance, you might be like listening to me, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so like, what was the decision behind putting out such a large, dense album? Um, it was or was there, of, was there a decision or it just came? It was part novelty, really. So I wanted yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at one, at one stage I was thinking like, oh yeah, I'll do like 100 beats. That'd be awesome. Like a big Jeez, number like that. Yeah. It's just such a novelty and that'll get a bit of like attention or whatever. But um, my distributor, they only allow 35 tracks. So I was like, okay. Are you serious? 35, yeah, that's it. You know, and and, um, uh, admittedly that meant it was just, everything was a little bit more focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to put 35 tracks in order was was tough. That was tough. Oh, forget about it. That's even more hilarious that you were restrained at 35, that it couldn't (laughs) be more. I thought for sure you were like, all right, 35 it's like a normal sounding number pretty even for the no like they said it was 35 and so i stopped 35 that's even uh, better dude i'm, I'm kind of glad that i was stopped really because it was one of those things where it's just like <laughs> adding and adding and adding to it because it, originally it was just going to be like a normal yeah. album like you know i mean because it's chill hop it's you know the sure, tracks sure. are like two three two minutes long right really, right so I'd have like a few extra on there. So maybe it'd be like 15, you know, maybe yeah. a bit more, but then it just sort of grew and grew and grew. And I kept, <laughs> I'm, I'm such better. a, I'm so um, into processes rather than outcomes. So yeah. for me, I was enjoying the writing process so much that I just kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. And I just didn't want it to end really. Cause then when, once it's out, it's out. And I understand. Um, yeah, 35 was just what I ended up with. Fantastic. As far as I'm aware, it's the longest chill hop album from a, a single artist, like a solo artist. Um, <laughs> there are some record label compilations that are a bit longer, but um, okay. I haven't seen any, you know, solo artists. Um, obviously, I, I have four tracks where I collaborate okay. with um, an artist named Amanda Bourne, but okay. other than that, it's just it's just me, and um, that's the longest that I know of from a single artist in in, in the lo-fi genre. <laughs> Congrats, because it's killer from start to finish. Um, I kind of want to get in. I, w- I want to get in your head a little bit about like 
the process and the production, like how do you start a song? Obviously, you know, you're probably doing this on a computer using software and this and that, but do you have like a set kind of like, okay, I'll do A, then I'll go to B, then I'll go to C, or does it just kind of flow out somehow? Not really. I mean, no? quite often it can be um, just very spur of the moment. So I remember there's a track on my first album called Night Skies, where I was literally just out walking one, one evening, looking up sure. at the stars, and then like this idea just popped into my head. And I was like, oh, quick, go and record that. Okay. Um, and, but I, I always try and write pretty much every single night. Sure. And um, uh, for me, you know, sometimes I'll be trying to do to accomplish something. So I remember on one track in the album, there's a track called Relapse, which is um, something where I was really experimenting with a lot of kind of ambience and soundscapes and manipulating um, existing sounds in sure. order to try and, try and achieve something rather than going for the traditional, you know, here's some chords on the guitar and then I'll lay some, you know, drum beat over it and then some keys and right, other right. instruments. It was really trying to use just the weirdest stuff that I could find. So I was going out with a dictaphone and recording, you know, birds chirping <laughs> and cars going past, stuff like that. And then I'll put that. them into... Yeah, then I'll put them into That's my so laptop real. and manipulate the sounds. Yeah. And That's it's so just, real. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite groups um, in, in the hip-hop genre, at least, is this group called Death Grips. And they use... Oh, dude, they're amazing. Yeah, they're so yeah. cool. And they yeah. use a lot of sounds that they just find out in, in you know, the natural world. And, and I always thought that was so cool. And I always wanted to do something like that. And then there's other tracks out there. One called um, Maybe We Can Learn From This, which takes an existing track that... Um, somebody else produced obviously a yeah, copyright got permissions and all sure. that kind of stuff and then i um manipulated it to sound completely different so the person who wrote it i sent it to who, who like made the original track i sent it to them and they couldn't even recognize it like, oh this is cool what's this i was like this is your track man and like remixed it and made it into like this <laughs> and um uh that was my kind of experimentation because i've always loved you know, these, these, these producers like DJ sure, Screw sure. And, and Pete Rock and, and Jay Diller, where they've um, taken, you know, samples from other people's work and made it their own. And I just think, always thought that was such a cool thing to do. And when I was with previous bands and stuff, I was always writing from scratch. So this That's was so a really, cool, really new thing for me. So I was just trying to push myself as a producer as much as possible. It's going to happen to you, man. Five, ten years from now, some kid's gonna come to you and be like, "Hey, man, like I like the song off your debut album and uh, a remix." <laughs> um, so, I mean, one of the things that I've enjoyed the most about this record is, although there's so much variation in sound and style and you know tempo, even there's still a cohesiveness. Like you still know that whether you're on song seven or song twenty-four, like this is from the same record this is from the same idea going forward though do you have any idea where you want to take your sound like it's so difficult but you have to have some <laughs> sort of idea yeah um it's 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 a tough one actually because i admit to you, i've yeah. already started writing the next record so uh yeah i just i constantly write it like i said you know yeah, I mean, I mean, you send it off for distribution, you know, four or six weeks in advance, and you know, yeah. I'm writing every single night, so and I'm not going out and touring in support of these right. albums, so I can just keep writing and writing and writing, <clears> and <throat> I absolutely love doing it. And you know, we're in the middle of a, of a pandemic, and it's hard to go out. And you know, we've got—I don't know what it's like out over in California, but in 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 the UK here, we yeah, you know, we did until very recently have all these restrictions and where yeah. we could go and what we could do. And so, for me, going out and um, uh, uh, I wasn't we weren't able to go out so I could either just stay in and and you know just 
lament on how how rubbish the situation was or i could you know just continue being as creative as possible and continue writing yeah so. no, that's that's been the thing is like you're seeing all of these artists who may have never made music before to be honest yeah. come out because they're sitting there fucking doing nothing they're just sitting yeah. around like oh well you know i downloaded ableton two years ago and i never touched it maybe now's the time to watch some youtube videos and figure it yeah. out and yeah, we're it, seeing this huge flush of music it's amazing so much yeah, it, it's so great i was talking to a friend um months and months ago about this and um, when we were in like really bad lockdowns in the in the UK, and um, he was following somebody on TikTok, this this um, old lady sure, who was sure. just posting videos of herself learning learning guitar, and he was like checking in every single day to see her progress, and you could watch her go from like That's having awesome. never played guitar before to like being pretty damn good at it in like a space of yeah. you know a few months because she was practicing every single day, and she was like had this accountability where she had to like obviously um, post the the videos every day on tiktok she sure. had all these all these thousands of followers who were checking in on her and seeing how she was doing so that just Wild. gave you even more responsibility i thought that was yeah. so cool but no the accountability like the accountability is a very real thing it's like yeah you know you got a couple people watching okay forget it like but then you got thousands relying on you it's like oh this is a very real thing i'm gonna keep up with this and yeah and, and i've started to experience that in my own career as yeah. well in the past few months where people have started to sort of latch on to what i'm doing and, and started <laughs> following me and they're asking me like oh yeah so like you got anything new coming out uh, when's when's the next album coming out and you're like, like oh, oh, oh i've got to do something oh now God. wait what happened what happened i was just a normal <laughs> guy making music and now people <laughs> want more from me it's it's yeah. awesome it's a well, that's seriously the, that's the very thing. cool it's, feeling yeah definitely i mean especially in brighton where, where i'm based actually i'm sure, a completely sure. invisible guy or I'm, I'm not really very well known in brighton at all barely anybody knows me but like yeah, but doesn't so matter. I get, it doesn't matter at all the i I'm quite a shy introvert guy so I prefer it that way and then like going out into um like on, on on the online space people were messaging me from like Singapore and you know uh, yeah, America yeah, yeah. as well Brazil yeah. all kinds of like random places that I've never even right. been to in my life and and they're like oh yeah I've heard your music it's so cool and that's like such a great feeling for somebody to like tell you they like your music I mean I only started doing this as a bit of therapy because I was really yeah. really depressed and just just again the search for i just was searching for identity and it gave me that and you know helped me get out of a depressive slump and people were finding something in my music clearly and that just means the absolute world to me and i'm so grateful for it, it just means that it means the world to me that makes me happy because <laughs> you know i primarily talk to independent artists and and you know what like i hope that years from now or even in the next month it's like you blow up and it's just like there's like you deserve it like you're you're working just as hard as anyone else you don't need a super fancy studio if anything you're working harder than those that you know have label backings or you know have like a steady flow of cash to help make their dreams coming but like you're there you're doing it you're home you're getting past the depression or at least you're trying to work towards better you know better everything i love it um so typically I'll ask, you know, you know, on a normal sized album, 10 to 12 songs, if you had to <laughs> recommend a song for someone who had not listened to your music, like where should they start? This is a different situation. So I'll ask the same question, but maybe a handful of songs where you could be like, yeah, if you like this, start here. If there, if there was one song, I would choose Lost Identity. Um, okay. That was the first single that came out for the album. That one was, um, for me is like the standout the standout track is one of my favorites 
the other one would be um, maybe we can learn from this. So that's one, okay. which is quite a different side of things. So Lost Identity was using a lot of in organic instruments and um, it's very traditional in the kind of lo-fi genre sense. Whereas maybe we can learn from this is much more on the experimental and quote unquote weird side is what I've kind of heard from people, <laughs> sure, which is yeah. really, really nice. Then you get the kind of two different sides of the genre and um, you can kind of decide which direction you want to go in when you're exploring the genre and listening to other artists as well. Very cool. Um, you mentioned that you're not touring this music, but is there a chance that you'd like to? Like, is it something that you want to do or is it just more of like an insular recorded only situation? I, I would love to tour it, absolutely. Okay, to. okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've come from bands before. I know, I, this is going to sound really, really ungrateful, but I never wanted to be a solo artist. Where, um, because I, I, well, I quit my last band. I spent a year trying to set something else up. I kept getting let down by the musicians. And so sure. people started encouraging me, like, look, just go on your own. You can do this. You, know, you can do the instrumental lo-fi stuff. You listen to it all the time. You love it. So just, just, just do that. And so... Right that's what I've been doing. I'd love to get a band together. We could do live shows where we kind of use these beats as sort of a bass and then, then, you know, improvise and jam live on stage. And we could have like, you know, an MC just sort of doing freestyling over the top. That'd be, yeah, that'd be so cool. You know, I love especially, that. especially if we got to the level where I could have somebody like, you know, like Charlie Tuna or something freestyling over that. Yeah. Be, that'd be a dream come true. He's like number one for me for like collabs. Wait, who, I'm sorry, who was that? Charlie Tuna from um, Jurassic Five. He's Do not just, know who that is, but oh, he will absolutely check him out. Definitely, yeah, he's incredible. Jurassic Five. Um, Similar genre? Earliest. Um, no, they're kind of alternative hip hop. They're from the early okay. 2000s, Jurassic Five. And um, they're one of the first hip hop groups that I got into um, when I was about 18. So um, I was studying at university. We studied hip hop. We were studying different genre music each week. One week it was hip hop. And I, I grew up in a household where hip hop was banned. And so this was my like, first proper exposure to it. And then I was showing okay. Jurassic Five. I just fell in love with them. And um, uh, Charlie Tuna has solo music out there as well. I've seen him live in Brighton a few times. He's, he's just incredible. He's so cool. Wow. Okay, cool, man. Um, geez. Yeah, okay. You're giving me some musical homework to do. I'm definitely going <laughs> to check out. We're going to check in on you next week, man. Please, man. Out. Please hold me accountable. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, okay, so we, we're recording this in February. I'm still considering it to be the beginning of the year because time is moving too fast. What are some things that you'd like to accomplish, like even like lofty goals by the end of this year, hopefully? Uh, by the end of this year, yeah. I would really like to have had a record label placement on a compilation, um, which is something that I'm now going to be working towards now that this, this new album is out. So this yeah. is my last um, sort of uh, serious independent release for probably the rest of the year, maybe. Okay. I um, will be focusing, trying to focus on submitting for label com these record label compilations. So there's, um, you know, like Lo-Fi Girl and Chill Hot Records and... Uh, kind Brew is one of the ones that I really, really am keen to try and get on, nice, to, which um, would be would be phenomenal. They have, they release these compilations um, a few times per year, and I would love to get onto one one of those with a with an individual track. That'd be so cool. That'd be awesome. See, that's the thing that people don't understand is like they don't understand the business side of music. They just think that artists put out music all day long, but there's so <laughs> many intricacies that go into the background. You're trying to make things work, but I love that, man. You all, you always have to have goals and things to look forward to. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I started doing this, my my main goals were that I wanted to get onto the Lo-Fi Girl um, stream that's on YouTube 24 hours a day. Sure. Um, that'll be a great one. And I also want, really wanted to uh, get onto a compilation by a label in Brazil called uh, Music Tangerina. Uh, I think Tangerina. I can't remember how to pronounce it. And, that's all right. Um, yeah, I've never heard of them. Oh, uh, they're, they're really brilliant. Yeah, they have some ph phenomenal music in their compilations. I, I fully recommend them to anybody. Cool. And the last one is there's, there was a, um, a, a, uh, a um, playlist on Spotify called Lo-Fi Guitar, which is by an artist called Larry Choppins. And he was basically kind of like the final straw for me to start doing <laughs> sure. just lo-fi music. So I listened to <laughs> him, and he's, he's a very accomplished guitarist, and his playlist as well, which had a lot of his music on it. And it just made me really realize, like, they're you know guitarists are doing this and, and how it can sound with like guitar centered sound and i was like i've got to do this now amazing and i had a lot of encouragement from from people around me and that was just that was just it for me so um big shout out to larry choppins for, for kind of inspiring cool. me so on the flip side of that obviously there are career goals that you'd like to you know accomplish in 2022 what are some human goals? What are some things that you'd like to accomplish as a person, just putting the music aside even? Putting music aside, um, I just want to grow as a person constantly. So um, I understand. I've made really big strides in terms of my mental health. Um, nice. You know, I've, I think 2019, April 4th, was just kind of a big, big day for me where yeah. um, I quit, a I quit a band that I've been in for five years. So I lost my identity there. A very close family member of mine had a heart attack the same day. Oh, wow. I started having my own physical health issues as well. Um, I had postnatal depression. So all these things just amplified all this, all this like kind of depression I've been sort of had been teasering on sure. at the time. And it was just, I've been on an upward trend since then. So I really like to kind of see just this, this massive recovery this year. Um, so far, it's been really, really good. Yeah, man. Positive. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my progress so far. Um, yeah, physical health has been a lot better. I've just spent most of 2021 being really ill uh, physically, to be honest with you, just like my flu and all that kind of stuff. So it's well, nice. Hoping, it's nice to sort I'm of hoping the best. Yeah. Yeah. Things, it's nice to have things a are looking up. This yeah, is the year, man. This is the yeah. year. Uh, okay, George, I've got one more question for you at this point. Basically, what I want to know is for the person that is going to discover you from this and for the person that is going to listen to your music for the first time what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them i'd like to say to them is yes. thank you for listening thank you um independent artists we rely on people like you and your valuable contribution whether it just be streaming even something as small as that is huge and we really appreciate it i really appreciate it thank you i love it Perfect way to wrap it up. Let me plug your stuff one more time. Although his name is George Wakerly, the project is called Confidential. The record is called The Search For. It is just amazing from start to finish. Pop it on, show your friends, share it around, stream it, follow. We'll have obviously all the links so people can do that. But George, I want to thank you, man. This has been a fantastic conversation and such like a perfect insight to a record that I know personally I will be listening to after this. Oh, Austin, thank you so much for having me. Seriously, it's been an absolute well pleasure. Done. Hell yeah. If you ever make it out to California, say what's up. Or if you're I doing shows do. out here, also say what's up. I'd love to see you oh, in a live setting. Thank you. That would be awesome, amazing. I'll be dream come true, man. Very cool. All right, man. Take care. Have a good rest of your night. And we will definitely stay in touch. Thanks a lot. You too.
拜拜。